Telling the stories of entrepreneurs and how they overcame the struggles and challenges to get where they are today. This is Believe in the Entrepreneur with Joel Sandoval, CPA. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Believe in the Entrepreneur. And I'm super excited because I got Legacy in the house, who's uh, the co-owner of Real Solar. So thanks for being on the show, Legacy. Yeah, I appreciate you, Joe. Uh, had to come over here, bro. I knew uh, we were out here in Bakersfield, and I'm like, who are the people to connect with out here? I'm like, I got to meet up with Joel, make sure we connect, see what we can do, man. For sure, man. Thanks for thanks for coming by. I mean, it's, it's crazy to see, you know... Um, what real solar has turned into man because you know it just you know it's funny how things just start with an idea right and then before you know it, it comes into life i think you were just saying before the show like hey we were thinking of you know tapping into bakersfield now we're in bakersfield yeah um so man it's congrats on your success so far but you know why don't we just take it back you know how did you even get into solar in the first place and, and it, you know because i know that that wasn't your initial yeah, thing no uh Solar was because of Caesar. Yeah. Um, when I first met Caesar, he was doing solar. Yeah. And I had another company in Yuma, Arizona, and we were just always networking and we kept running into each other, seeing each other's business cards. And we ended up doing a podcast together through a mutual friend. Mm. That's really where we linked up. Um, but really, the solar for me was wasn't until last year oh wow uh, where i fully dove into it like i i always sent out like referrals to caesar mm -hmm. or sometimes i would go in their blitzes just to go door knock and see what i can get get a couple deals and but i never immersed in it until i did a lot of work with brad yeah and i met michael o'donnell mm. so he's he's a big influencer in the solar space yeah and i would help brad with everyone's training courses like mm. i would script them out put them into an actual course help organize it so that way it can be in the platform mm. well when i was doing michael o'donnell's training mm. i started learning all about solar mm. and i'm like man this this system right here is scalable yeah like and i knew caesar was doing that and we had already kind of dabbled on the idea of of having a solar company this and that but we never had something concrete mm -hmm. and i called him i'm like bro uh i need you to come to vegas dude. <laughs> check something out like yeah. i think i think i found something yeah and really that was the introduction mm. um my my approach was more on like the scalability part the operations the business and caesar's 10 years of experience in solar was like a perfect combination mm -hmm. like and i'm already networking i'm neutral i'm networking with all these solar influencers so, like, they already talked to me because of Lightspeed. Mm. Um, and it was so easy for us to get in all those doors and connect with all the people that were moving and shaking in the industry. Yeah. You know, and that that helped us out a lot. We, we did it ourselves for about, mm, I want to say, like, eight months or so. Mm -hmm. And then we partnered with Brad. Mm. Uh, because... We, we had that from the start. I've known Brad for the last five years or so. Mm -hmm. uh, did, a, did a lot of work with him. Mm -hmm. And we could have probably pulled the trigger at the beginning, but it was like, no, bro, let's wait. Yeah. Let's have something concrete that's already moving with or without him. That way, when we bring up the situation, it's like, well, shit, you guys are already making it work without me. Like, all I have to do is supercharge it. Yeah. Like, let's go. So making it a no-brainer and now it's become what it is today mm -hmm. you know you mix 
the experience in the solar side. You mix the experience in systems and scalability. And then Brad's influence in the solar space, I mean, it creates an impact. For sure. Yeah, man, I think it's all about teamwork, right? It kind of reminds me of like, you know, everybody is good at something, right? And if you if you have, once you, you have that collaboration, it's like, do you become unstoppable? Yeah. And that's kind of what it seems like it happened. But tell me, you know, obviously not everybody gets the behind the scenes of what it's like working with Brad. You know, I got to, the chance to meet him. I was on his podcast, but I mean, obviously... Uh, the relationship that I had with them, I have with them is completely different than what you did. So like, how was that working with them while you were there? Well, it, it, I feel like I aged really fast. Mm. Like, I feel like I, I was, I went in when I was like 23, 24. And then I left Lightspeed when I was like 25, 26. Mm-hmm. And in that time frame, I learned so much. Mm. And it was, I started, uh, it's funny how, how I ended up at Lightspeed. I had that company in Yuma mm. and Caesar and I went to 10X3 in Florida. Mm. And on our way to 10X, we had a layover in Dallas and I got a phone call. All hell was breaking loose with the company. Mm. And we had already booked it for three weeks. So I'm like, well, like I'll try to deal with it from over here. Long story short is the company ended up getting sued. I ended up having to shut down. I lost my house. I lost everything. Bro. Oh, wow. Everything. And I was trying to figure out how at the time to tell my wife and then my little girl that we're going to lose the house. And it was traumatic. It was like, damn, dude, like, how am I going to how am I going to get through this? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm an entrepreneur. My pride is getting struck right now. How, I'm a failure. Like, yeah, how is this happening? Like, I'm, I'm telling other people how to be successful. And I just failed. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw one of Brad's posts. And he was talking about if you're trying to get connected with very high level people, you have to become a high level person or offer value to that high level person, like solve a problem. Right. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to work for Bradley mm-hmm. because he's connected to everyone. Like Lightspeed connects him to everyone. Yeah. So I ended up getting a job as a salesman. Uh, I worked for three months as a salesman and I was triple, quadruple the entire sales team in numbers. Wow. In production. Yeah. And he's like, dude, come upstairs. Like mm. you shouldn't be down there. Come mm-hmm. up here. Like uh, I'm going to use you for some other stuff. Um, and started running his operations like special operations at first, like I started doing his events. I would go with him to all his speaking events. So I got to meet all the speakers um, and he would edify me. He's like, oh, you know, this guy's running the show. Like mm-hmm. I tell him what we need done and he fucking gets it done. Mm-hmm. So when I'm meeting all these people, like he's edifying me. It's like, mm-hmm. oh shit. Like, oh, legacy. How you doing? Yeah. Um, and But I got to learn so much from them mm-hmm. and being at Lightspeed. And an employee there, mm-hmm. it's quality control if you're watching the content. Mm-hmm. So there's thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of knowledge mm-hmm. that I'm like, okay, well, I can look and see if they're using interactivity, if they're like the scripting is right and all that. But at the same time, I'm consuming the content. I'm right. listening to sales pitches, how to run businesses. Like I'm taking advantage of all that knowledge. Yeah. You know, so. That experience working at Lightspeed, working with Brad, seeing him close deals, how he interacted with other people, networking, um, it opened my eyes to so many things. Something I noticed he would always pay attention to is watches and shoes. Mm. And I'm like, huh. And I, I watched him 
make intera- interaction with someone that complimented his watch. They mm-hmm. exchanged numbers. The following day, he closed the light speed system for $50,000 with that guy. Wow. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like over an interaction with the watch. So it just started showing me what to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, what is he paying attention to? How does he know who to talk to and who to spot? Or like, what are some of the moves that he's making with the people that he has coming over here? I got to meet Jordan Belfort, Patrick, but David Grant, like anybody that you can think that's like an influencer. I got to either be on a zoom call the in person, saw the podcast and just the knowledge through those doors that would come in. And I would always prepare questions like, all right, if I'm going to ask him one question mm-hmm. before he leaves, just to see what he says. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Jordan, like what did it for you? What made all the difference between being like a professional fucking salesman and an amateur salesman? Yeah. And he's like, I stopped worrying about what the fuck people think. Mm. And I'm like, huh? I mean, it's basic, but I'm like, there's so much depth to that. Right. Like you start realizing, like, stop thinking about it. Stop being a robot. Just be a human. Yeah. Like, so yeah, man, that, that experience really opened up a lot, Mm. a lot for me and in network and knowledge and proximity resources. It's, it's tremendous. So the business that you were running was before you were working for Brad. Is that you were already running that that business? Okay. Yeah. And so obviously that things didn't work out. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got the chance to basically work for Brad and then you gain the knowledge through basically working for him to now build the success that you have now. Mm-hmm. But it's funny how you were get, getting all this, you know, you, people have to pay, obviously light speed, you know, people subscribe to memberships. I have an, an academy on light speed as well. So, I mean, you're gaining all this knowledge basically for free as an, you know, just because you're an employee of Brad, which is, I think is probably like one of the biggest perks yeah. of, of probably working there. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people weren't taking advantage of that. And I'm like, guys, it's all here. All the answers are right here. Yeah. And really understanding, like you mentioned, like the dynamic of the business, because I got to a, a ceiling where mm-hmm. I'm I'm an employee at the end of the day. And I'm like, Brad, dude, I need to figure out how to make more money, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this, we got to figure something out. So I ended up replacing myself and making myself a contractor Mm. and I opened my own business that offered the services of like scripting the systems and building them out. So he just started sending me clients instead of being an employee. Mm. So now I was able to do that, keep the relationship with Brad, but now we're like strategic partners. I'm not Mm. his employee anymore. Right. You know, so that's when I started dabbling a little bit more into the solar. And I let him know, like, dude, you know what? I'm going to go for after the solar thing. Yeah. And he's like, solar? I'm like, yeah. Like, trust me, this is the move. Yeah. And, you know, a, a year later when I sat down with him and I showed him what we had going on, he's like, you little motherfucker. Like, <laughs> All right, dude. Like, yeah, let me in on this. Like, how, yeah. how, do we, how do we make a move? Like, what problems are in the industry that we can solve? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, damn, dude, there's a lot. There's a lot of unethical people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that are taking advantage of clients. So, like, if we can address to solve that problem, we can fix a lot of the industry. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of companies that are doing it right. You know, like a lot of great models to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just want to make sure we're abiding by that. That's that's really what gives us the size mm-hmm. and the trust. Like people, everybody's trusting like, well, all else, like maybe I can find something faster or something better, or something a better price or whatever. But like, I know this is consistent. Yeah. I know that they're going to deliver on this and this and this. So plus... We like to look beyond our vehicle. 
Mm-hmm. You know, solar is a vehicle. Solar is how you're paying your bills, you're funding, whatever it is that you want. Beyond that vehicle is also something we're looking to build with everyone else. Like, mm-hmm. do you guys want to invest in real estate? Do you guys want to invest in this? Because now there's power in numbers. Mm-hmm. If we have 600 representatives and we're looking at getting an apartment complex, mm-hmm. there's 600. Like, divide whatever that number is divided by 600. Wow. You know, all of a sudden we can get it. Yeah. And everybody's got a piece and we're building together, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that level is really what's going to separate us from any other solar company mm-hmm. is that we're looking beyond just like, OK, let's build this big company and make as much money as we can. And then like if it fails, whatever, like we're looking beyond that. Mm-hmm. Like we want to make sure that if solar fails, our team is still taken care of. Mm. We've we've thought of multiple ways and avenues that our doors out of that industry where they'll still be good. Well, they'll still have the support, right? They'll still have the teams. Um, that's what'll give us longevity over everything else. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think, I mean, the skills that the people are gaining, right. And working in solar, especially sales, it's like, you could take that sell those sales skills anywhere. Like if something were to happen to the solar industry, which I don't think it will, especially with, you know, they just passed for, you know, the inflation reduction act, which basically gave the tax credit for the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a huge incentive for people to invest in solar. So I think solar is here to stay. Stay. I mean, look at the Super Bowl commercials, all the cars. Everyone's saying we're going electric. Yeah. I mean, you got to power those electric cars with electricity, which means you need solar. Uh, otherwise, you're going to have this huge electric bill. So right. I think that's where the future is going. Um, so I think, you know, solar is here to stay. And I think that you guys are capitalizing on that. And the worst thing, like case scenario, if things do fail, like you said, the collaboration, the relationships that you're building. I mean, that's not going to, that's irreplaceable. Yeah. Yeah. And it's huge. And it lets you really build what it is, what influence is supposed to mean. You know, influence isn't supposed to be a bunch of followers. Mm -hmm. Influence is like you can fill a room with a thousand people that will help and support whatever it is that you're trying to do. Right. You know, if that they see that you're on a mission, they know that you would do the same for them. Right. You know, and now you have something powerful. It doesn't matter what you're pushing. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it. there's strength in those numbers. Right. You know, that number can easily multiply into 6,000 if each individual person is telling X amount of people. Right. You know, so, yeah, l- looking at that and then bridging into the rest of the stuff. So um, something I want to make sure that the team sees is um, a lot of people have known me for a while that are on our team. They're OGs, they've been around for a while. I've known Caesar for a while, so I got to meet some of the guys. And um, something I would always talk to them about, even before a lot of this happened, I, I would tell them about being an influencer and being on stage with people like Brad and then uh, doing my music and creating all these different avenues. Mm-hmm. And now that they're all coming to fruition mm-hmm. and they're seeing they're actually taking place it, it gives another light of hope. Like, holy shit. Like I can't, like I knew this guy I went to school with this guy. Like yeah. I remember when he was a little desmadroso, you know, like, <laughs> and now look like things are so different. Like you can change your whole life. Oh yeah. And it comes with having that purpose and drive with consistency mm-hmm. and looking at what it is that you're trying to accomplish finding the resources and people that are going to help you accomplish that. Right. You know, cause now with all of the team, sure, you know, there's a lot to do in the business. Um, even coming out to the blitzes and going and closing some deals with the guys, mm-hmm. staying involved. But now I've been doing a lot of my music. Mm. And 
because of the relationships that were built while doing events with Brad, while doing all of this, I also took advantage of networking with all those people, mm -hmm. networking with cinematographers, networking with the people that do the events, concerts, all of that. Mm. And now those same people are collaborating with me over here. Mm. You know, sound engineers, uh, what are they called? Uh, film scorers, mm. you know, all the sound effects and all that. And it, it taps us into a new industry. Right. And fulfilling that while also carrying this, this is also where everything's leading mm -hmm. when it comes to influence and social media. Like a lot of it is getting very repetitive. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is like consistent. Um, now it's like kind of starting to gear towards creativity, right? Like how creative can you get? And if we can be the funnel for that mm -hmm. and we have thousands of representatives that we can help build their personal brands. Mm -hmm. Like all that's going to do is help all of us. Right. You know, if one of them blows up and they're a part of this team, we're all winning. Yeah, exactly. You know? So we just upped all of our chances. Mm -hmm. If we're focusing on all of the people, all of the teams, how can we help build each other? Right. And become that bridge, that bridge from where they're at to where they're trying to be or what they're trying to accomplish. hundred percent. Yeah. I think it all comes down to relationships. Like you're saying, like, who would have known like the relationships that you were building when you were helping Brad, you know, at the events that now you're using those same relationships to build, you know, also your music career that you got going on as well. And, and it's like, you would have never known. Right. But it's like it, having those contacts and those connections are so important because it's like, you never know when you're going to need that, yeah. that person to yeah. come through on whatever project you got going on in life or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, that's super important. And then, then you know, it's pretty cool to see you tap into that. Uh, regardless of you know where your business or life takes you yeah yeah it's huge and a lot of people say like you can't you can't do multiple things you got to focus on one and and i agree with that to a certain extent mm -hmm. uh, but everyone does multiple things everybody has kids everybody right. has soccer games everybody has parents and family parties and so what do you mean do one thing right you know, so if you replace some of that wasteful time, right, you know, with going out and drinking and this and you replace it with things that you dream or things that you're hoping to accomplish, like you can do it all. Yeah. You know, you just prioritize. Everything has its phases. Right. There'll come a time where my music is going to be 90 percent now. Right. And now 10 percent is this and 5 percent, whatever. Right. You know, you're diversifying, but you're prioritizing. Right. You know, and, and right now looking at what we have in front of us, like priority is getting this solar business up. Right. And making sure that that's established. We're recruiting. We're changing the world. There's there was a point in time where cell phones had like a five to 10 percent market penetration. And it was weird when people had it. Only rich people had. Right. It, you know, and then it got to a point where it was 20 to 30 percent and it became a little more common. But it was still kind of like, no, higher class. Mm -hmm. After it passed the 50 percent mark, it spread like wildfire. Mm -hmm. Like once it was at like 52, it went from like 52 to like 90 something percent within a span of like a year and a half. Right. You know, so there was like a boom. Right. With all of that. Right now in solar, we're at a 5 percent market. Penetration. Really? Wow. So you're looking at this and it's like, dude, well, it's a gold rush. Mm. And if we can stick to it till 50%, 52%, and then it just takes off on its own. Wow. And we're in the position to take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. It's It just makes the most sense. And right. studying it from like a really business standpoint, mm -hmm. studying like Rockefellers and JP Morgans and like all of these big gurus and mm -hmm. how they did it, they looked at us big problem that they were solving mm -hmm. 
and electricity is not going anywhere. Right. You know, so it, it just makes the most sense. It's like, well, like I know, and ex- especially with the extension, mm-hmm. it's like, I know this isn't going anywhere. I know we're killing it with it. We've got a lot of great players. Um, there's just so much here to, to move up with and mm-hmm. grow yep. um, and partnering with people like yourself, mm-hmm. because that's another thing is, is limiting to your industry. Like do diversify, right? Like, how do I help you? How can I help you recruit people or do an event and edify you or even offer services with my guys? Like mm-hmm. I know all their clients need tech services. I know they all do too. Right. You know, so there's so many ways for us to collaborate. Um, and I feel like that's missed a lot too. You right. And in, in when you're networking, when you're building and it's one of the most crucial parts. hundred percent. And I think what one one thing that you said that, you know, like if you look at the Rockefellers and all these other people that, you know, created wealth for themselves. And even if we just don't even take it that far back and we just look at 2008, for example, because that's, you know, I was alive during 2008, not necessarily when the Rockefellers were building their wealth. It's like when I saw the people that became wealthy during that time was the people that were ready to capitalize when the market crashed. And it's like all these real estate investors we're buying, you know, properties for pennies on the dollar and then like five years later doubling their money and they and the ones that had the most cash and bought all these properties were the ones that basically were creating, you know, controlling the economy now because they had it was like monopoly. Yeah, they were, you know, they own all these properties. And 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 I think that now is that same opportunity with solar, like you're saying, five percent capitalization. I mean, that's there's 95 percent left. So it's just like the amount of opportunity. I didn't realize that there was so much opportunity left yeah. in, in solar. It's still like in the beginning phases. It is, man. It's very new. It's wow. very new. So looking at how big it's getting, it 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 starts to put things into perspective. It's like, man, this this is gonna go for the run. Mm-hmm. Like everything points that direction. It it is gonna shoot for full market penetration. Mm. You know, now we got the backing from the government. We've got the backing from all the vehicles. We've got like. It's all pointing that direction. It's, oh, yeah. It's not hard to see it. So right now getting that positioning um, and we're trying to network with everyone we can because there's a way for everyone to get positioned. There's mm-hmm. a way for you to be a realtor and get positioned with solar. Mm-hmm. Like regardless, like you have that in your back pocket. That's you right. Know, the taxes, same thing with solar, mm-hmm. pest control, solar, alarms, mm-hmm. solar. It, it all goes together. It complements each other. Right. Um, one of the biggest things that we've done is roofing. Mm. You know, because sometimes they have jacked up roofs mm-hmm. and we can bundle that all together. Mm. Now they get a new roof and they save on their bill. Mm. You know, so there's so many different things now that are that are helping push the needle with that. And again, like watching people change their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the most fulfilling part of this all, because of what the opportunity is, uh, you have someone new that was working as a server at this restaurant comes and closes one deal and with one deal replaces what they were doing all month. Right. And they're like, what? Right. (laughs) You know? So now you see that same guy one year later, now he's got a six figure income and he's like, dude, Mm -hmm. like it's so different now. And I'm working like a fraction of what I was working before. Right. You know? And for those that it clicks where it's like, no, I'm going to make sure I work the same amount. Like those are the ones that are the seven figures shooting for eight figures, building teams and, maximizing this opportunity 100 percent. i think warren buffett mentioned that solar and electricity is going to be the largest transfer of wealth in history wow 
You know, so to to again see these elements, it's like fuck. Like this is the perfect. I, I I'm. It's almost like I have the cure to cancer. I want to tell everybody. Yeah. Like, guys, <laughs> like it's here. Yeah. Now, did did you see that? Like when you were uh, putting the course together for Michael Donnell, and 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 that's what that's kind of what clicked for you that, that there was op- this opportunity available, or what what made you? Because you were like that's when you hit up Caesar, and you're like, yeah. hey. So what was that, that moment for you where, like, you know, solar is the, the new thing, the next opportunity? Well, it was a combination of things because it, it never left my mind how much money I had made for referring someone to Caesar. Mm. And I'm like, what the? <laughs> like, if this is what you're giving me for referral, how much did you make? Right. You know, like, <laughs> what the? Like, w- tell me more about this. Ah. So that always stuck with me, mm. but uh, I I couldn't find a system in it like mm. i'm i'm very systematic mm. and if i don't understand the business enough to build a system for it to where i can scale it i'm like eh, i don't know mm-hmm. so when i went through the michael donald training i was already going through like a little hiccup where i was feeling that ceiling at light speed mm-hmm. i was feeling like i was stuck i wasn't moving as fast as i wanted to move mm-hmm. and i had went to go watch kobe bryant speak mm. uh in vegas okay with patrick but david mm-hmm. And he was mentioning all of these things that he wanted to do and accomplish. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's Kobe Bryant. He's going to do it. Yeah. You know, and rest in peace. He passed away. Right. And it just made me realize, like, man, like, I believed and I knew he was going to do that. Mm -hmm. But then life got in the way. Right. And I'm like, right now, am I going after what I'm Mm. wanting? And the answer was no. Right. So... I'm going through all this, like, what the heck do I do? And I called, um, when I got the Michael O'Donnell thing, I went through all that course and I understood how to sell solar. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, I can go sell this. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. I understand it. Like, I'm, I know I can go get clients. Right. And I called Caesar and I asked him, I'm like, bro, can I really make $100,000 a month selling solar? Like <laughs> legitimately, bro. Like as my brother, like don't hype nothing up. Mm-hmm. Like, can I? And right. He's like, yes, bro. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, bro, I'm in. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, like, I'm in. I'm a fucking cell solar. Like, yeah. he's like, what? All right, dude. Like, but you gotta come check this out. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's when all that happened. But it was really like understanding the system, understanding mm. that, like with that. Like I, I'm like Michael Donald's biggest testimonial because mm-hmm. after that course, my first month in solar, I made over a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. You know, and all I did was follow his course. Really? I followed everything that was in there, what he said, how to solve the objections, literally just followed it step by step. I'm like, okay, if he's right, I'm, this is going to be the testimonial because yeah. I'm going to follow it to the T. Wow. And it worked. Wow. It worked. So now it's like, well, this is what we're going to offer to all our reps. Yeah. You know, and anybody that that maximizes this is going to be able to take advantage of it. Yeah. And that helped us a lot. That helped us launch our business and get offices and and start this all up to what it is now. Yeah, 100%. And I think what, you know, there's, you dropped a lot of nuggets there, but one that stood out for me was the fact that, you know, Caesar gave you a big referral check, right? And you're like, what the hell is this? Like, this is a huge amount for a referral. So how much did you make? Right. And so it goes to show also like the, the quality that, you know, of Caesar, because, you know, I'm not sure if you guys already had an agreement in place or not, but it's like, if you take care of your referral partners, 
you know, sometimes you're like, oh, I don't want to give them that much or maybe, you know, I'll give them less of a referral fee or whatever. It's like if you if he wouldn't have given you that amount, you probably wouldn't have been like, hey, how can I get in the game? Yeah. Right. Yeah. If he if he would have given you something small. And so and that allowed, for, you know, probably you gave him probably more referrals after that until you got in it yourself. And now you guys are co-owners together. So it goes to show that, you know, like you said, with the networking events and collaborations, like how can I help you, right? Having that that mentality because that's when you get that reciprocation back yeah. as opposed to like how can I, um, instead of doing the opposite, right? Instead of like you going on, how, how can I help you? And you win, it's always like, hey, you know, I want to win from this event. Yeah. Let me see what I can capture. I want to make sure I get, but that's not the right mindset. Right, no. Yeah, and people won't gravitate towards that. Right. You know, you want people to, you want to become a magnetic person. Right. So where you don't have to try to be the loudest in the room. Right. You're just heavily interested in everybody else. Right. And curious about what they're trying to accomplish and where they're going. Right. You know, and, and that becomes a superpower because then you learn so much about everyone. Like, you know, if I start asking you questions like, what's your dream? What are you trying to do? And then I find out you want to race trucks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, well, I know somebody. You know, I can introduce you like all of a sudden there's so many things that click. Right. But you would never know if you didn't dig into that. Right. You know, and people gravitate towards that because now even if we had one conversation and that was your dream and I just mentioned that you're going to be like, dude, I'm going to talk to Legacy. Like he said, he knew somebody there. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden now you want to talk to me. Right. You know, and like, dude, how do I get that? Like, how? and now we're building something together. I, I'm, I'm trying to find when I'm meeting someone, the first thing I try to do is like, how do I bring value to this person? Mm-hmm. You know, how can I know enough to where I'm like, ah, I found a, a blank I can fill. Mm-hmm. You know, I found a bridge I can help them cross. Right. Um, and, and that helps a lot. And I feel like the partnership with Caesar and I, it's always been that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't ever have to worry about what he's doing or question anything. And even like in the industry, when we started working together, I didn't even ask him how much I got paid. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I, you know, and I'm in the industry now and everybody's like, dude, well, what's my dollar amount and how I'm going to do it? And I'm just like, that's so funny, man. Like, <laughs> I didn't even ask that. I was just like, there's a lot of money here. I'm going to go run it, mm. you know, but it's because that trust was built. Right. You know, we had already worked through a bunch of things and out of all my friends and everybody in Yuma, um, he was the only one that came to visit me when I was living in my freaking car in mm, Vegas. Wow. You know, because when I went to go work for Brad, I, I didn't have anything. Mm. I had every excuse not to go. Mm. I'm like, I don't have no money. I don't have a place to live. I don't have nothing. Mm. You know, so I was sleeping in my car and I was so embarrassed because mm. he came on a weekend to see me and I was at light speed. And I'm like, yeah, dude, come through. I'll give you a tour of this and that. So he's like, hey, I'm here. And I had to park like all the way in the corner, mm. you know. And, well, it was a Saturday, so the parking lot's open. So I go down and I look and I see he parked next to me. And I'm like, <laughs> no. I'm like, all this parking, bro, I thought you were going to park here. And I'm like, damn, he saw all my clothes and stuff, yeah. you know. And I was so embarrassed. But he's like, dude, like, don't be, bro. He's like, I'm uh, actually, I'm fucking inspired, dude. Like, I respect you that much more that you're freaking here and no one would even know like mm-hmm. like you're you're running it and like you're doing whatever it takes right you know so really that after that it 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 became a lot more of a connection we started collaborating on more things we started doing events together he's been in damn near all my music videos like it's been a ride and and we have Outside of solar, we have so many different things we're doing mm-hmm. with people that we're collaborating with because we understand 
we don't have to be the experts in everything. Mm-hmm. We have to know the experts. Right. You know, and if there's a problem that they can solve and we know someone that has that problem, boom, we just connect the dots. Right. You know, become a master at connecting the dots. Yeah, 100%. Are you an entrepreneur, independent contractor, or business owner making at least $250,000 of revenue? If so, you might have a tax problem. When we sit down with business owners, we find that on average, they've been overpaying in taxes by $25,967 a year. How does this happen? Well, unfortunately, a lot of tax pros are only helping their clients with tax preparation, not with tax planning. See, when we tax plan, everything is taken into consideration. We review your deductions, your entity selection, your retirement, your insurance. We take a look at the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act and implement different niche-specific strategies to help you reduce your tax liability by tens of thousands of dollars. And when you don't tax plan, money is left on the table. So if you're tired of writing a big check to the IRS every year, then I highly recommend that you schedule a free 15-minute call with my team by going to help.sandovaltax.com. Are you just starting out in business? Would you like the services of a CPA, but maybe you can't afford one just yet? If so, then I recommend checking out my online course titled the Tax Savers Academy. Inside of my course, we'll provide you with a list of ordinary business deductions, and I'll walk you through everything that you can deduct as a new business owner. We'll go over different entities to help you understand how they work and how they're taxed. By the end, you'll know exactly which is the best entity to form for your business. Also, in order for you to succeed, you'll need to know your numbers. Inside of my course, I'll teach you how to properly enter your income and your expenses using QuickBooks Online. This will help you keep tabs on all of your invoices, bill payments, and provide you with the reporting that you need like a profit and loss so that you can keep track of your numbers. If you want to make sure your business is fundamentally strong, then enroll in my online course at TaxSaversAcademy.com. Yeah, I think it goes to show like it's not what you know, but who you know. Yeah. Because it's like you know you don't. Ha- there's no way that you can know everything, right? There's no, absolutely no way. But <clears throat> you can you find the people to solve that problem? Right. And because there's always an expert in in whatever you're trying to tap into, and it's just a matter of again relationships, and and figure out how you can collaborate. And and I think it's it's you got to like you said it, even social media is that way now. You got to be creative, right? Yeah. So. How can you be creative in that relationship or in that collaboration? Right. Like you were saying, you, you were not even looking at the numbers. It wasn't even about like, okay, what am I getting paid from this these solar deals just because you had that trust already. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that relationship was important. And, and I think like the best deals are the ones that are built off trust. Yeah. Because it's like you end up multiplying, you're doing multiple deals, you're doing bigger numbers. And it's like, dude, if you, and you're focusing on the little numbers, where really you should be focusing on the relationship and then you get more compensation yeah. if you just focus on the right things. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like you mentioned is it, it's like apart from building the trust, you also, you're building some kind of value, you know, mm-hmm. like if I came in as a working with Caesar and selling solar, uh, because this was before we opened up our own thing. Like mm-hmm. I started, I started with him I, my goal is not to make it harder for him or to be a diva right. or to try to figure out all these different, explain this, like I'm going to follow the process. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it easy and become the obvious choice for anything, mm-hmm. you know? And when you become the obvious choice in something, you're the obvious choice. Right. There's no question. No one can argue with that. Right. You know, so, and building the partnership it was it was easy it was like dude well we have this opportunity this is what we have like let's do our own thing 
Like, mm-hmm. All right, bro, let's do it. You know, because we had already built that rapport. We knew what we were capable of. We had done events together. We had done different moves together. And now having this business, it was always like, dude, like, why didn't we do this sooner? Right. <laughs> like, but it all in its timing, you know, yeah, it, it all, it all worked out perfect. hundred percent. Now you guys did this, you know, you and Caesar did this for, I think you said eight months before you brought Brad in. I mean, you guys were obviously already having some success because, I mean, um, you guys wouldn't be doing it. But obviously, Brad hit you up, and he was like, hey, I want to be a part of it. But tell me, like, what, what were the kind of the things that – because there's obviously some, like, okay, now you got to give up some ownership, right? you got to give up – you're going to give up some bread. But at the same time, you could expand this into something bigger. Right. So what, what are kind of the thoughts that you had, and why did you say, you know, let's do it, Brad? Well, it was it it was always a no brainer to get Brad involved. It was just timing, like when, because mm. I knew what that was going to result in, mm. and he has a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. So I looked at what we had currently, and then what would happen if this all came in, and I'm like, no, we would fold, we would break, like we would we would ruin so many relationships mm. because we would get them on, then they would all have a bad experience, mm. you know. So getting to the point where we reached not our peak, but the point where we were going to start gradually growing, mm. you know, because we took a spike mm-hmm. when we first started, we, we recruited and built a solid team. Mm-hmm. And with Michael O'Donnell's installer, we became like their number one team, like month one, mm. you know? So we were building that out and then it got to that point. Mm-hmm. And I'm, t- I'm, we're talking and I, I told Caesar, I'm like, bro, we have to change up our game, bro. We have to start recruiting dealers instead of recruiting reps. Mm -hmm. I said, well, yeah, bro, but we're a dealer. How are we going to recruit another (laughs) dealer? You know, and that's when it was like, well, Brad, Mm. like, how would you feel if Brad was our business partner? Mm -hmm. He's like, well, shit. Like, yeah, dude, let's do it. Like, how would that work? I'm like, well, let me talk to him. I'm like, but this is what we're going to offer. Like, we we already have a business. Mm -hmm. We'll just give him equity. Mm -hmm. And for him saying yes... He's already going to make money. Right. Like literally he does nothing and he'll make money. He's like, but that's our buy-in, mm-hmm. you know, because now we just give him a list of things that we can collaborate and how we fill each other's voids. Right. Give him enough knowledge and solar for his strength and then we'll cover the grounds. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, once I talked to Brad, presented it exactly like that. I'm like, dude, for you to say yes, you're going to make six figures. Mm-hmm. So just say yes. And he's like, well, shit, like I'll take six figures. What yeah. up? You know? <laughs> And once we broke it down, he's like, well, shit. Yeah, dude, I can get a lot of people. He's like, but I just want to make sure that we're legit, that we're like, I don't want to put my name behind this and this. And so we went through all of that. He's Mm. like, dude, this looks legit. Okay. He's like, I'll start promoting. And once he started promoting, uh, it literally was exactly what we expected. Mm. It was like, damn, dude. Like we just started getting dealer, 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 dealer. So now it wasn't like, one person at a time. It was like a team of 30, a team of 15, a team of 20. And, and they're all bringing their volume and we're all putting it with, you know, a specific installer. So like now we're getting better costs and we can offer better pay. So mm. it just kept growing and growing. And right now we've reached a point where we've created and like set out all the systems to make it simple. Mm. You know, everything's on an app, everything's tracked, everybody's got positions, like the scalability. Now we can scale to the moon. Wow. Um, And it's exciting. It's exciting to see it. And 
looking at it from this dynamic because now like the conversations with Caesar and I, mm-hmm. they're always like, how do we put more money in Brad's pocket? Mm. You know, because in return we put more money in our pocket. Right. So our focus is Brad. Mm-hmm. How do we make it make more sense for him? How do we incentivize him more? Mm-hmm. How do we make him want to say this on stage mm-hmm. or create our own event and mm. get a bunch of people. And again, a lot of people lose sight. They, they are like, what can I get from Brad? Right. What can he invest in? He's mm. got money. He could spend this. Like, it's like, nah, dude, you want to put money in his pocket. Right. Like you, you want to take advantage of all the resources and Rolodex and support. Mm-hmm. Not that you want to make money with him. You want to make him money. Right. Cause in return, it'll make you money. hundred percent. Yeah, it goes back to, like, what can I do for you, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, hey, what can he do for me? And I think, it, it, you know, that's when you get rewarded. It's like I, I tell uh, my wife all the time because I got a salesperson on my team here at, a, at my firm. And I'm always like, I want him to make money. Because, I mean, if he makes money, then obviously I get a portion as well. Yeah. And, it's, and it's about that collaboration about, like, hey, I want him to win because if he wins, we all win. And, and uh, it's the same with Brad, you know, like how can we get make sure that this is attractive to him? But that being said, you know, at the same time, like obviously let me take it back to like when you're going to bring him as an equity owner. You said, OK, you're going to make six figures from this. Right. But how did you how did it was there like so uh, like negotiation on what percentage of the cut like equity is going to yeah. have or how did that go? Yeah, down? like, well, it was just like factoring what the projections were going to be. You know, it, it, again, Brad charges $50,000 to speak. Mm -hmm. So just to have Brad at our event would have cost us $50,000. So now we have them at our launch parties. We have them at our awards. We have them on zoom calls. So like that by itself, determining what that cost would be. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, if we give them this percent, that would offset that cost. Mm -hmm. But now we get the light speed facilities. We get his Rolodex. We get this, this, this. And the goal is to 3X our volume. Mm. And what ended up happening is we betted on that. We're like, as long as we can 3X our volume, like we're going to make our money back. This is a good deal for Brad, good deal for us. And we ended up 10Xing. Wow. You know, so that risk ended up way paying off. Wow. You know, because you're you're subtracting, but what you're really doing is adding mm. volume. You know, so... We, it, we had more percentage with 30 deals a month mm-hmm. and now we have less percentage with hundreds of deals a month. Mm. So it's well worth it. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It makes sense. It's like, you know, sometimes you want to keep the whole pie, but it's like, if you give more, you're going to multiply and yeah. you didn't even, even know that. Yeah. And there's doors that Brad can open that we couldn't, right. You know, but now people are starting to recognize like, Oh, that's Brad's partner. You know, and in his world, he's very influential. Mm-hmm. So that means in his world, so are we. Mm. And and our job is to create more influence right. and become something that also Brad can attach to. Because now, like for myself and Brad, uh, Caesar and I have been talking about the music industry because we... I've been approached by three different record labels. Mm-hmm. And there's about 26 different songs, three different genres, but it's the same game. It's mm-hmm. networking, knowing who's pulling the triggers. Like you, 
you don't want to go after the people like Drake or Jay-Z. You want to go after the people that made them. Mm. You want to go after their marketers, their producers, their this. So, like, now we've got all that Rolodex. Mm. And, like, behind the scenes, people don't even know what's going on. Like, right. you're you're working on all this stuff, and they're competing with this. Right. You know, and once this is done and presented... Like you can't keep up with it. It's like it was already built. We're not barely starting and presenting it. It's done and presenting it. Right. You know, so the goal right now is also now to build a massive Hispanic influence, like Mexican American and like in the Hispanic world, because that's gonna bring morality to brand as well. Mm. You know, so like everything I'm doing, I'm thinking like, how can I bring more value to Caesar? How can I make him feel like damn, my fucking partner, like, mm-hmm. I'm so glad this partnership happened. Right. And, you know, and looking at all my partnerships, all my relationships, like, how do I create that effect with everyone that I meet, mm-hmm. with everyone that I'm interacting with? Because that's the energy I want to project. Right. I want to be able to walk into a room, and I've done great to everyone. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I walk into the room, whoever doesn't know me is going to know, like, what the, like, everyone <laughs> reacted to his entrance. Right. You know, and it's because... You're just looking out for everyone. You're right. you're treating it like it's your kingdom because at the end of the day, your life, everyone's in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's your life. That's the only thing you know for sure. Whatever right. is in your head, for whatever you know, everyone else is made up. You know, so I always treat it like, okay, if I'm in this environment, th- now this is my environment in my life. Right. So I want to have some positive influence here right i want to leave something that's going to resonate in a positive way right you know and really protect that with everything that you do in your family your relationships significant others your kids like dedicating the time to all of those things and giving it the same importance right you know because that's something else that's so hard in the entrepreneur world because they're like hustle 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 like no days off like you have to set up meetings and stuff with your kids, with your significant other, just as with your parents. Right. You know, just the same way you're setting anything else up. Right. You know, and I have a, a mastermind and the only way you can get in is by solving the Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm. Like you can't buy your way in. Wow. You can't nothing. Like you have to show me that you can solve it. Because that's the only way I'll know that you're going to take what I say serious because you have to do everything simultaneously in your life. Mm -hmm. If you try to solve a Rubik's Cube one side at a time, you'll never solve it. Mm. The only way to solve the Rubik's Cube is taking account every single side simultaneously. Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So now you're like, you have that and you take the information, your business, your relationship, your money, your love, emotion, health, all that. Mm -hmm. Like you have to solve it simultaneously. Mm. You can't. Well, I got to get my money right. Fuck my relationships, my health, my everything else. Like, no, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a heart attack. Like, <laughs> you know, you're done. Right. You know, so I I love that and it resonates and it allows, it's like a, a Navy team SEAL 6 type thing because it's like they're all wanting to level up and high pressure. So I put a lot of pressure on them. I make sure I, I coach them through. We have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And... I like the Rubik's Cube thing because it's a big filter. It's like, bro, you can't even solve a toy. <laughs> and you're going to tell me you're going to solve your life. You right. know, it's it outweigh that. Like the information I'm going to tell you is going to 
have that effect, you have to put it all into play at the same time. Mm. You can't like, oh, one day I'm going to do this, then the next day I'll do that. <laughs> like, no, take the whole list mm-hmm. and shift your life. Do it all like this. Right. You know, and it makes a big difference. And it's helped me a lot. Like, once I solved a Rubik's Cube, I started finding correlations because my communication is giving examples using like baseballs, examples, using shows, using this. Mm -hmm. So that just gave me another form of communication where it's like, it helps me put a picture on like the actions and the things that are important in life. It Mm -hmm. it lets me put a sequence and an amount, you know, so it it helps a lot. And, and having those core groups uh, with you, I believe and I know that to master something and teach it to someone else. Right. You know, so even when I'm learning something new or I just found something out, now I share it with them and they're asking me questions. Right. So like by default, I start mastering the information. Right. And at the same time, I'm helping them, you know, and that's that's really what's fulfilling. And it's what I want to be known for. Like I want to be known as the guy that cared about helping you fulfill your dreams that you met this person and this person you shared your dreams and somehow he would connect you with people and he brought you those resources or gave you something that was a door into that. Um, and if I can help people fulfill that or, or actually accomplish their dreams, it'll fulfill a lot of myself like as a kid because I was always shut down on my dreams. Mm. I was always like, whoever I would say in my surroundings, they would shut it out. Like, Mm. nah, dude, come back to the real world. Mm. Um, So it became a big thing for me. And once I broke through that shell, Mm -hmm. um, I became obsessed with wanting to help other people break that shell Mm. and, and how free I feel now Mm -hmm. compared to where I, I felt caged. I felt trapped. I felt like in a routine. I couldn't get out of it. Right. Like now it's like I'm unleashed. I'm uncaged. Mm. I want, I want everyone to experience this. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I love that story. Now, one thing I think that is probably like for the listeners, um, you know, because a lot of times like, you, you have the mentality of like, how can I provide more value, right, to your partners, whether it's Brad, whether it's Caesar, or even if you're in a room full of people and what you want to be known kind of as a guy that you know has an impact on their life, right, which is, I think, a great quality to have. But also now if we put ourselves in the other side, in the other side of their shoes, and let's say maybe they have their guard up and then like, hey, this guy, I don't know if this guy's legit. I don't right. know if this guy is like, he seems a little bit too nice. I don't, so how do you break, or maybe like even for, for example, you had that partnership with Brad, but maybe you're like, oh man, I don't know how I can even build that relationship when they probably are like, oh, I don't know if this is what he's offering me is even right. real. So how do you bridge through that gap of like, you know, building trust and, and ch- seeing that you're actually legitimately trying to help right. people as opposed to a, you know, you're just trying to do something for yourself. Yeah, well, I think it has to do with, like, trust and then credibility as well. Um, and, for example, like, something that I felt at the beginning when I started with Caesar, he already had a 30-man team. So I'm like, how am I going to come in and tell these guys how to sell soul? Or are they going to be like, this guy? Mm. You know, so before I said a single word to them, mm-hmm. um, I went and made that month. Mm. So where now... There was no question. Mm. When I said something, I was backing these results. Mm. It was like, they're not going to wonder if I can. I just outsold the entire team Mm. and I'm brand new. So now it's like the conversation you're having has some weight, Mm. you know? And a lot of times I think that 
that happens in conversations or when you're trying to help some someone else, you're being very theoretical. You know, if if you're following the process correctly, you're genuinely wanting to know about that person. And if they bring something up that you genuinely do have, mm-hmm. like there's credibility there. You can make the phone call and be like, dude, check this out. I met this guy that wants to do this. How crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, this guy's legit, you know, because you're right, man. It happens a lot. Even myself, like someone will come in. Yeah, dude, I freaking know Mayweather and this and that. But he took a picture with him once, like fucking 2007, <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, bro. Yeah. You know, so it's establishing that credibility and and not shooting so like dramatic being very tangible tactical measurable mm-hmm. you know with the things that you're talking about if you're talking about doing a vet you know and then you're like yeah and i have sponsors i have about 50 people that would buy a ticket i blah 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 and you're like oh okay there's tangibles there right like he's not just saying it would be cool if we had like ten thousand people like you're bringing more questions than actually putting something together because mm. now i'm thinking how are you going to get ten thousand people right who's going to help you do that right. how are you going to sell tickets you know right. so if if you already have that figured out right and people will know like if if i can see it and you're explaining to me and it's really clear it's simple i can see how it'll work mm. it's like okay this guy's legit right yeah, that makes a lot of sense, man. It goes back to, um, like you said, that that credibility, right? And and the fact that you've already done your research, that you've done your homework. Because now it's like if 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 you if I get approached by someone, you know, usually like for example, if someone reached out to me, I'll go check out like their profile, like okay, who's he associated with, right? Like how legitimate is he? And if it looks like some you know some guy that like just starting out, you know, obviously he's not gonna have as much credibility as someone who's like, oh man, look at what everything that he's done, right? I'm going to pay more attention, right. obviously. And now it's like once I have, once you have someone's attention at that point, now it's about, about just, you know, collaborating and really making yeah. sure that it makes sense. Yeah. And following through, actually making the connections because I've met tons of people that have a great first impression mm. that offer the moon and the stars and it sounds legit, mm-hmm. you know, but then it comes to the follow through and it's like, <laughs> you know that's like right the next week is like bro i got this newest freaking amazing thing and i'm like bro like the last three were the most amazing <laughs> like, what is the, what makes this one different yeah 100 uh, percent, man i think you know it, and it goes back to really just doing your due diligence i think because uh i mean there are you know obviously people that um are probably don't have the right intention or probably are not shouldn't be credible and stuff. And probably that's probably why people have their guard up in the first place is because of those bad experiences. But I think that the more reputation you have, right. The, the better, like you start falling through and it's like, people start, you just start getting like, you know, referrals. Now you start getting, cause you know, people talk, you know? And so you want your reputation. We were talking about before the show is everything. So you want to make sure that you're, you know, you can back yourself up that the other people that are speaking about you also can back you up. And it goes back to, uh, making sure that you fulfill on your responsibilities yeah. and your promises. Yeah, and and it's simple. I mean, it's difficult, but it's simple. And I always say, I always say, you can lie to the world, but you can't lie to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, the moment that you start lying to yourself, you lose control. You lose full control. Hundred like percent. If you start telling people, yeah, I went to the gym this morning, and you're like, yeah, I did go to the gym, and you didn't, like, mm. you're literally self-sabotaging, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and you think about all the little things you might like, no, I didn't do that. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You know, just stop. Be true to it. Like, what you're offering, the things that you're saying you can do, like, 
do them. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you're saying something you can follow through with or Mm. shoot even shorter so that way you can exceed expectations. Right. You know, but that consistency, that consistent win, that consistent keeping your word, that consistent following through is the basis of building confidence. Right. You know, if someone doesn't have confidence, it's because they never follow through with what they say. Yeah. They they don't keep their word to themselves. Yeah, I'm going to stop this, and they don't. I'm mm-hmm. going to do this, and they don't. It's like your mind is telling you, like, bro, no, you're not. <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to fulfill my dreams. No, you're not. Right. You know, it's it's hard. It's hard to have that confidence when that mentality is so instilled. And you can't expect to build long-lasting, credible relationships like that mm-hmm. you know because they'll see that they they know their worth right those people know what they're worth and it's like if they're not getting value and they're offering the value and getting back they're gonna drop that right like it's like man this atm machine i keep having a deposit and i never can withdraw anything right you know so if you're looking at relationships that way and seeing like the relationships that you're building like, am I depositing to this person or do I continuously withdraw, right. withdraw energy, withdraw ideas, withdraw resources? Like, get in the mode of depositing into everyone because now you have this ATM that's worth 5000 and this ATM that's worth 10000 Like, all that is worth money, man. Social currency is worth a lot more than tangible money. Mm-hmm. You know, when you lose it all, those people will have your back. They'll yep. be able to get you out of the hole. Yep. Yeah, I love that. I love that analogy of the ATM, man. It's like people always want to withdraw, but what about depositing, man? And then, because like you said, that then now that ATM or that relationship is worth value, and so and it's like if you lose it all, you still have those ATMs, you yeah. still have those relationships. I love that analogy, man. That's that's awesome. Now let's talk about like you know for someone you know that wants to get into solar, like or even just like you know what you have to offer to the table, you know when you were like because. You know, Caesar was already in the industry for a while. So what made him want to partner up with you as like, hey, this is, you know, I got operations. So like, what was the the, the value proposition to him? Well, it was the network would be the first basis, like the ability to get into very high networks, like how to maneuver through them, because you you learn the gatekeeper process, how to get around different areas and get to the big dog Mm -hmm. you know and now having brad gave me that door where it became easier to walk into those doors so then i started building that up like Mm. i I got dan fleischman's number i I started building up that database Mm. and now it's like well i have these all Mm. like i'm not gonna waste any of these bullets until they're like perfect to use Mm -hmm. you know so now we use the brad bullet and but we really haven't we haven't pushed it to the max Mm -hmm. um but it's that controlled strategy mm-hmm. and looking 20 to 40 years in the future mm-hmm. because people stop at like five mm-hmm. and realistically they, they plan like three months, 12 right. months. <laughs> no one really goes all the way through. Right. And that was my superpower with Brad. Mm-hmm. That was why he started trusting me with businesses is like, motherfucker you you think of all that mm-hmm. like you're not looking at here like you're you're talking to them about their tenure and when they go into different markets and when they hit different regions how they're going to get into different phases like where'd you learn that right i'm like well here <laughs> like, <laughs> i learned that here yeah, like i funny. learned it through light speed and through the books that you have on your shelves right it's like holy shit okay well yeah like let's start working on that and 
that really bridged into the rest of the relationships because a lot of clients that I was introduced to Brad or through Brad, that's what I helped them solve. Mm. Like I helped them look at their business and it's like, well, what's your structure? What are your departments? And right. it's like, well, this is how it's built out. I'm like, well, you, you're built out for your capacity currently. Mm. Like, do you realize that you need to switch to expand your capacity? Mm-hmm. Like, if not, you'll continuously get bottlenecked here. There'll continuously be a friction or you can't grow because of whatever reason. Mm. You know, so it's engineering that scalability. Like, mm. everything is about evolving. You as a human being, you're a baby at once. Like yeah. You're small. And then you evolve and you change and you have different hair and different styles and you're changing. So does your business. Right. And people try to run their business the way they were running it at the beginning and then try to scale that. And it's like, well, you can't scale chaos. Right. Yeah, exactly. It needs to be organized. You need to consider having thousands of people in, mm-hmm. you know, and explaining that to Caesar. Cause I remember sitting down and his old business partner mm-hmm. And I explained all that to them. I'm like, dude, the only way to scale is like this, 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 this. Mm. And Caesar was like, well, yeah, dude. And his partner wasn't really on board. Like, nah, dude, we've been doing it like this. Mm. Forget it. And that was really also like a friction. I'm like, well, Caesar, I'd love to be here, bro. Mm-hmm. But I can't. Right. Like, it, this needs to be scalable. Yeah. You know, so when the opportunity came to partner up, and I knew he was bought into the scaling side. Mm. I'm like, he does want to go nationwide. Let's go. Let's mm. do it. You know, so that that was set up. And then plus, on top of that, there's also a factor of risk. Mm-hmm. There's very little people that will risk it all. Mm. That will risk a lot. Mm-hmm. Or even risk a little. Right. You know, and I'm a very, like, all-in motherfucker. Okay. Like, you know? Yeah. So... When we were doing these events, like we weren't even in the position to do it, you know. And I remember Caesar's asking me, like, dude, uh, we just like did the music video, and like there's it's a shit ton of money. Like, do you still want to do this other event? I'm like, bro, yeah. Like, we <laughs> said we were gonna do it. Let's do it. He's like, all right, well I'm down, bro. Like, but yeah. you know we're gonna have to figure. Like, I'm like, bro, let's go. Like, we'll figure it out, bro. Believe me. Like, you think we can't really figure it out? Mm. Well, we can. Like, let's roll, dude. Let's let's go. Yeah. You know, so we committed to it. And however the hell we figured out how to put it together, we did. So, like, even on my end, you know, looking for someone to partner with. Be- but because before Caesar, it was kind of like just me. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime I try to talk really big picture, like, my ultimate goal is to discover and clean the rest of the ocean, mm-hmm. you know, and use those same materials to build 3D printed homes, you know. But when you start talking fleets of submarines and the whole world, people get lost there. It's like, right. Uh, like, I thought we we're talking about selling solar, <laughs> you know. And when I started talking to Caesar about all these things, I'm like, dude, I have my life planned out. Like, as long as I live, unless I live past 100, mm-hmm. like, I know what that's going to look like, nice. you know. And he's like, dude, I'm trying to get fucking submarines too, bro. So I'm like, (laughs) let's go. Like, all right, perfect. And it just created such a great bond, such a partnership, because he he feels like he's my brother. Yeah. You know, he feels like like we were almost raised in a similar kind of household with similar traits and experiences. So it's it's weird. Yeah. Like we relate in so many things. A lot of people think we are brothers. Right. You know, and 
it's just been such a great dynamic and and what we each bring to the table like i said i never have to worry if like caesar's working or caesar's delivering on this and and i know it's the same way like right. anytime we get on a phone it's like we're updating like right. dude i just did this we have this we have this move guess what now we have an event when here like it's like yeah well we have another one. Oh shit okay i guess we have that one too right you know so it's it's really understanding like how to take yourself from a mom and pop shop that's generating six figures to heading seven figures to turnkey into seven figures shooting for nine and ten figures yeah you know because zero to one million is a much smaller distance than one million to one billion right you know in, in retrospect one million seconds is like a week and a half right one billion seconds is 57 years wow <laughs> that difference. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I just think people don't really think big enough, right? They don't and then they haven't really thought through like you said the whole foundation and what is it going to take, right? I think once you start thinking bigger, then you start thinking, "Oh crap, like I don't have the the systems or I don't have the actual foundation. I don't have the right." And then it's like you then and then you look for those those solutions because you're thinking big enough. And most people just fail to do that. They're just like get comfortable or whatever it is and then it's like they never scale past really they're they, they just didn't have enough of a vision, which I right. think is what you basically bring to the table is like that vision. And then it's like, all right, how, well, what are we going to do to make that happen? Mm -hmm. Right. And then, and then how are we going to collaborate, build relationships to, to actually get, get there. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's an awesome yeah. quality to have. Man. And then in getting creative, I'll tell you a funny story. I, I don't know how we are on time. Um, but when I was in high school, I, it's where I really learned how to operate the way I operate now because I didn't want to do homework. <laughs> I hated doing homework, bro. So I'm thinking like, okay, how do I set up a situation where I don't do homework and I can make it like a win-win situation? Mm. You know, so I came up with this plan. I'm like, okay, I was in third period in reading class and I had one of my friends there. And mm -hmm. then my other friend had that same reading class, but fourth period. Mm. So I'm in third period and I tell my homie, I'm like, yo, bro, how about you do homework one week and I copy and then I'll do homework the next week and let you copy. And he's mm. like, yeah, bro, for sure. You know, so then I went to my other friend and I made the same deal. Oh, really? <laughs> so then I saved them both a week of homework. Like, they're uh, happy. They're like, dude, I only have to do homework two weeks out of the month. That's funny. But then I get a copy of homework every single time, <laughs> you know, but I connected it. I facilitated. So, yeah, literally, that's how I did my homework throughout high school. Oh, wow. Like, I, I just went through it and I was always pretty good with retaining information. So I did well in my tests. Like, mm. whatever the teacher was talking about, I was pretty good with retaining it. Yeah. So when the test came, I'm like, ah, I know this. And then yeah. the homework got done. So that was clear, bro. <laughs> Dude, I, I love that, man. It's about, like you said, creating win-wins, right? It's about creating win-wins. It's like people, and it's like you ended up benefiting yourself, right? It's like you didn't never did any homework. I love that, man. So I guess one last, you know, a couple, we got a few minutes left. But, you know, as far as that creativity, right? Because sometimes people might have a challenge with, with creating those kind of win-win relationships. So what what's your thought process when it comes to those, you know, creative collaborations? Well, you you can think of a 99% amount of reasons as to how you can screw someone over, right? Mm -hmm. And they, a lot of people go that route. And sometimes 
it's one percent chance that you can make it work. Sometimes it's a little more. Sometimes it's really at the border. Um, the trick, and not with just creating win-win situations, but honestly, anything in general, is asking the question how, and not deviating from that. Like it's like solving a riddle. You know, you read it and you read it and you read it, and you're like, "What am I missing here?" Mm. You go over and over and over until boom, something happens mm. you know or you have to go find more information because the ideas you have right now just aren't clicking and then something else oh there we go but you you don't second guess you don't deviate from win-win mm. you keep it there like everything else can switch i can do homework for two days for example let's say i got to a point where i did have to do homework but then it was almost like what i wanted but it was a win-win so okay Win-win. Mm -hmm. You know, even though it wasn't exactly what I wanted, it's close enough. Mm -hmm. You know, I still saved so many days of homework. <laughs> you know, so those relationships and, and it comes with being authentic mm -hmm. and being genuinely wanting to help the other person. Right. Because your creativity level will be blinded if you're being selfish. Right. If you're saying to yourself, I want to help them, but really you're like, nah, dude, I'm, right. I, I just want this. I don't care about them. Mm. You know, it, it alters your decision making. Mm. And your brain is designed to solve problems. Right. Like if you asked a question, you know, your brain is automatically going to start thinking. Like if I say, Joel, what's your favorite color? Mm -hmm. It's going to think of colors automatically. Right. It just, right. it does it. That's the way it is. So if you start to learn how to ask yourself the right questions, your brain will start to look for the answers, mm -hmm. you know, and then you learn to do the same thing the other way. You know, you're asking the right questions with people. They'll give you those answers, mm -hmm. you know, and just get, really really good with what questions you're asking yourself and other people mm. yeah i think it goes back like you said that authenticity right being authentic as far as you know not really what's in it for me but what's in it for them and you know just generally wanting to help them and then like you said it, it almost it made me even think of that rubik's cube right it's like not deviating from how am i going to get this mm -hmm. it's resolved like yeah. i'm not leaving until i get this resolved and it's going to take semi-tenuous movement in order to get this to to get you know yeah to get it. to the solution yeah so i think that's the kind of mentality that it takes man I, I mean it goes to show i think you know having you on the show having caesar on the show you know obviously brad i've been on his podcast i mean the, just the collaboration between you guys three goes to show what you guys have done so far i mean the sky's the limit for you guys which is awesome so i mean for anyone that wants to be part of your team um, they can hit you up on your in IG, which I actually have it here. So they can hit you up under Legacy First Class. Yeah, cool. So that's his Instagram handle. Um, and <clears throat> what what would you say for for anybody that wants to? I mean, you're obviously creating dreams. You're creating, you know, this opportunity goes back to your childhood. So what would you know? Any final words to to my listeners? Um, I would say to go after it. You know, um, half of the things that I've been able to accomplish. I wasn't in the position to take advantage of it yet. I wasn't in the position to buy a house when I started talking to realtors about how to do it. Mm. You know, start building those connections. Just go after it. Even if you're not in the position, go find out what it means and what it takes to get it. Mm -hmm. You know, in whatever it is, if you want a Lambo, talk to them. What's the payment look like? What do you have? What criteria do you need to hit? Like, that's so important, and it's changed my life so much mm -hmm. to where I'm not limiting to my current circumstances. Mm. I'm going after what I want and identifying what I'm missing. Mm -hmm. 
Hundred percent, man. I love that. Love that, man. I, I think it's super inspiring to to have someone like you, you know, as a mentor, as a coach. If you if you want to get into solar, if you want to just collaborate, you know, you guys are building partnerships with a whole bunch of people. So, just hit up Legacy. Um, Legacy has been an honor, a pleasure having you on the show, man. Thanks for thanks for being on, bro. Yeah, 